You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Midweek. BetQL Boston, BetQL Podcast, Mutt and Shime, trying to find some winners, have some laughs in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Shime time, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Mutt. I am wonderful. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. You got late night hockey tonight. Are you prepared to stay up and watch it? Are you going to set it and forget it? The people are wondering, can you stay up for a potential Stanley Cup uh, preview and also rematch of Saturday night, Bruins and Avalanche tonight? Yeah, um... No, I won't be staying up. Uh, this is this is too late for me, unfortunately. Um, That's what I figured. You've got is... a big 5K. you got a, a 5K beer run slash walk slash jog on Saturday. Yep. So we want you rested. So we'll get to your Bruins pick. The Prince of Pucks have been on fire. We'll get a Bruins pick from Shime Time here in a second. I have a quick Thursday night football question. Oh, please, shoot. So um, you got me excited yesterday about the potential of my Raiders uh, making a run here. Sure to get did. that over eight and a half. I then heard uh, Ken and Nick on You Better You Bet talk about the five and seven teams, and they think one of the three, whether it's the Browns, the Raiders, who's the other five and seven team in the AFC? I'm forgetting now. There are three of them. Raiders, not the Chargers. Hold on, let me pull it up. Um, It's a bad job by me. Terrible job. I know the Lions are five and seven, but that's. Oh, the Steelers are five and seven. Okay, so of those three teams, they think their suggestion, it was from a betting standpoint, they think there's a value in betting one of those teams to to make the playoffs. I think it's a three to one bet, a three to one return if you bet all three, that and huh, one of them ends up making the playoffs. You get three to one. But they also led into the discussion of Thursday night's game with the Baker Mayfield news. So the Raiders are six point favorites at the Rams, which makes sense. If Baker Mayfield starts over John Wofford, and people have not saw this story yet today, Baker Mayfield signed. They're doing the whole thing where he's reading the the playbook and. There's at least some mild suggestion, Shine, Wednesday morning, that Baker might start tomorrow for the Rams in this game, right? I've not seen anything contrary. That at least they're leaving that possibility open for Thursday Night Football. Sure. Um, what direction would this line go? For example, if you were already committed to potentially betting uh, the Raiders in a really dumb uh, teaser bet to get it down to even money, they got to win the game outright at L.A., does this go the Raiders' way or the, the Rams' way? If we get an announcement between now and tomorrow, Baker Mayfield will start for the Rams. Because I I, I had one thought, and I've done a complete 180. So I just want to run it by you. If you were thinking about betting this game and Baker Mayfield was looming, what would you do, what should you do as far as the line movement? Or would there be no, no line movement for Baker Mayfield in this game over John Wofford? So I think this line would move towards the Raiders. So in my opinion, <laughs> if you like the Raiders, bet the Raiders now. Because like I think if Baker's the starter, this might go to eight. Shime, it's I'm glad you said it because that, that's it's the, hard to imagine, but that's how they landed on it. So they they talked about this and and they have some great discussions about bigger picture betting stuff. And I never would have thought this. My initial thought was they're idiots. Of course, Baker plays. He's he's a star player. Uh, people know him more than John Wofford. They bet the Rams. And as they kept talking about it, and they landed here too. I'm with you. It would go the Raiders' way. So I almost want to play this game now. With the fear that if Baker goes, it's going to seven and a half or eight, and that's crazy to say that a starting quarterback who everybody knows would go the other way with the line. I think you're right. It's seven and a half or eight, at least seven. It's at least a point if Baker starts this game because it's so ridiculous 
that'll be with the team for 48 hours and start on a short week Thursday night football. When, by the way, he has the shittiest receiving core maybe in the NFC right now. Van Jefferson and Ben Skowernick are his, or Skoranek are his two wide receivers in this game. You're right, Chime. It's going to seven and a half, seven eight, whatever. I gotta bet the Raiders now. I think. I think it for fear it's gonna go up. I think the bet I also want to make now is under nineteen and a half on the Rams team total. Like oh, they would I have like a hard time how? getting. They have a hard time getting to twenty with John Walford. Forget it. If it's Baker Mayfield, how is their team total lower than the Bucks? The Bucks team total is nineteen <laughs> and a half. The Ram or what, what is the Rams? Nineteen and a half. Oh, maybe it's six. Maybe no. It might be. I think the. I think the Bucks are sixteen and a half. I can pull it up. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. I think their team total is sixteen and a half points with Tom Brady at the helm. Uh, their team total is sixteen and a half against San Francisco. <laughs> with Tom Brady. How is the Rams team? I'm. I'm sorry to yell. How is the Rams team total higher than the Bucks? Uh, How? I guess because they're playing the Raiders. I don't. I, I think it's also an overreaction wow. to last week because they played. You know, the Seahawks, who, as we've talked about multiple times, are like the Mario Kart rainbow strip of of just speed boosts for offenses. <sighs> I should have played. The, I was in New Hampshire earlier this morning. I should have played it then. And I, but I wanted to ask you first, and I figured, well, they won't make the announcement the next couple hours. But I got to sneak out at lunch <laughs> and go back to do some shopping. Uh, but it's wild to think that, and it just. It's a reminder, you have no quarterback, you don't exist. And that's Amen. why this Patriots season is so infuriating because you have no idea you know, what the ceiling is for Mac Jones. You may like him, you may hate him, um, you may believe in him or not believe him. And Chris Shimes, you know, we know where Chris and, and Wiggy stand in that. But there's just no, there's no fair you know, breakdown yet because of the coaching staff and the, and the quarterback and uh, or the, the skill position around him. And the Rams, like, <laughs> it's... Matt Stafford's injury is significant. I, I don't know what he's going to do. Is this a tryout for next year? But throwing him into a Thursday night football game is just a disaster. So I'm with you. I didn't have a lot of feeling on this game other than I thought that, you know, getting it down to just the Raiders went outright was a nice way to start the weekend for a teaser piece. But I got to get this in now because Baker's announced that line's going up. Yep, 100%. And I, the team, to- team total on 19 and a half. <laughs> How are they getting to three touchdowns? I don't know. <laughs> is Cam Akers going to go off? <laughs> wow, that is a, that's a lack of respect for our Raiders, who are fighting here at the end of the year. They look great. Fighting they won three here. in a row. They're fighting here. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to end up probably jumping in here on the Raiders before it moves because if, if Baker – and I, I think, again, it's it's probably no better than 50-50. It's Baker, but it's worth playing it anyway. It's worth just in case if I'm going to jump in. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest in, in betting a lot on this game, but I do want to have some some skin in our Raiders Making a run here down the stretch. Yeah, so not glad. that not that you want to double down. Uh oh. But Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Uh oh. If it's Baker and we re- and we like the the Raiders, they go to six and seven already. Currently seven to one just to make the playoffs. I'm just saying. Well, that was their it's conversation. Was you know they, and and they, they think the Patriots are dead, or at least Ken does. Um, and I I don't think he's wrong. I mean, we had this conversation with Kyrie last night, Kyrie Thompson. On Monday night, and we both think they got to win four out of five to get there. I think it's going to take ten to get in. Yep. The Jets have an easier schedule. Now, you have the tiebreaker. You get to nine, and the Jets only win two more games. You get in via the tiebreaker in all likelihood because you beat them twice. But if you assume Patriots dead, if you think they're only going to split these games out there and have to sweep down the stretch, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, then you can draw a line through them. Um, and the Chargers don't scare anybody. Like, I just – there's potential for one of these five and seven teams. I'm obviously rooting for the, the Raiders for financial reasons, but seven to one, and that was their theory. If you combine the odds of the three, the Browns, the Steelers, 
Uh, and by the way, Steelers have a winnable game now against Tyler Huntley this weekend. Yep. And the Ravens. So they're all of a sudden, I can't believe it, they're kind of sort of, quote, unquote, in the hunt, that graphic they love. Um, you can turn that into 3-1. to one. So I'm not sure I'm going to do that, but I-, I did want to talk through what Baker Mayfield meant. And you, maybe the confirmation by or not, or me respecting your opinion, uh, I agree with you. So if you like the Raiders and you're worried about uh, this line going anywhere, you might want to grab it today before they make any sort of announcement. Uh, maybe we're overreacting to it, but I think it's at least a point. Um, if Baker goes, Raiders go to minus seven. So I'm going to have to jump back in at lunchtime today. It'll be Thursday night football, part of our early uh, look ahead for week 14. It starts there. We'll have a full breakdown of the game and some prop ideas tomorrow. Uh, we'll have our full props and picks podcast at some point Friday afternoon, Sean, because you've got the 5K jingle all the way, beer, run, slash, jog, etc. Um, so we, that's going to be Saturday morning for you. So Correct. I don't know what time we'll do it, but it, I, looking like early afternoon Friday, you and I will jump on the computer, live Twitch, uh, live Twitter, and do our picks and props podcast. Does that work for you on Friday afternoon? Yeah, that works great for me. Okay, that works I'm excited. Um, as I mentioned here a couple times in this podcast, this is not the place to go right now for, for Celtics analysis. Um, the, the injury stuff is just too I, – I, I don't feel confident giving out Celtics picks, especially for a game – uh, 10 o'clock out in Phoenix. So check your local listings, check the injuries, and away you go. Um, I know you have a Bruins bet. It's Bruins and Avalanche. It's a rematch of Saturday night. Uh, the Bruins coming off their first loss at home of the year. People are saying they're scared of Bruce Cassidy. Cannot confirm that. Are you jumping back in, Shime? Are you looking at some prop bets? What does the Prince of Pucks have for Bruins and Avalanche tonight, Wednesday midweek hockey in Colorado? Yeah, I want to lay the Bruins puck line. Minus one and a half at plus 150. Um, I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm either, I'm also, hopefully, hopefully there's no list right now. Normally they give you alt totals. Um, I'm also going to look into Bruins laying two and a half. That's really? how confident I am in the Bruins. Now, yeah. That is a, what, the, avalanche, the odds on that? Uh, I, I don't know. So it's not listed. The alt line isn't listed, but I can only imagine at minus one and a half, it's plus 150. So I'm guessing at two and a half, you're talking plus 225, plus 250. Um, which I think is is worth it. It could be even anywhere up to three to one. To be honest, I I don't know exactly what the valuation will be there, um, but I uh, I I want to lay lay the points. I want to lay all the goals with the Bruins because you're going against a, an Avalanche team that won't have Nathan McKinnon. Um, I think it's Arturi Lekkinen who has also been out for them uh, for a while. He won't play in this game. So you're looking at going up against a team without their top two forwards uh, in Lekkinen and in McKinnon in this game. Uh, they're banged up left and right. They're giving up just about three goals per game. Um, uh, the Bruins dominated them last time, and I mean dominated this team last time. Five to one uh, was the final in that last game. I, I think you're going to see something very similar. I think it's going to be a four to one, five to no one. No revenge type game. game. No bounce back. No, no hey, we shot. got our asses kicked. Now we're home. Wow. No shot. Wow. I don't think the, I don't think Alexander Georgiev or Philip Frankus is good enough to do that against this Bruins team. Uh, personally, and so they are going to the Bruins are going to score goals, and oh, guess what? Linus Olmark is in net for the Bruins, who's giving up less than two goals a game. Like I, I, this is this screams. We just lost to the Golden Knights on our own home turf and lost our home home win streak. We are going to come out and light the lamp. Okay, um, so you think the Bruins are the ones that yes, bounce back in this game? Correct. Okay, gotcha. I, I think the Bruins are just going to be uh, on fire tonight is, is kind of how I'm reading it. And so on top of that, I want to tie in the uh, 
the shots on goal prop for Patrice Bergeron over three and a half right now at minus 105. Um, I, I like that play as well. So I'm going to go with Bruins laying the puck line minus one and a half at yep. plus 150. And then Bergeron over three and a half shots on goal uh, at minus 105. And you'll also be looking into minus two and a half when they make that alt line available. That is correct. I will be looking at that. If it's any, if it, I want, I'm hoping it's at least two and a half to one. If it's plus two fifty or better, I'm hitting it. I am All not. Right, well, I'm not going to hesitate. Quote tweet the BeckQL Boston um, preview for this podcast so people know if you end up jumping in what the we'll odds do. will be there uh, on DK. We only have really again we we talk about DK on this podcast because we have DK. If you're betting elsewhere, it's accessible to us. Uh, yeah, it's accessible. They're, they're playing. Oh, I have a can. line right here actually. Uh, Bruins minus two and a half plus two fifty five. Is that is that suitable for you? Uh yeah. I'm 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 gonna be taking that tonight. Two and a half to one odds to get the Bruins to win by three goals. Yeah, I like that. Wow. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm I'll be I'll be on the air till ten, so I'll look forward to catching both uh, some of the Bruins and uh the Celtics tonight. They're out west as of the Patriots. They don't play until uh Monday. They're still a one point favorite. Uh, I I've not really thought about this game for more than half a second, Chris Scheim, so I have no early week analysis on Patriots and, and Cardinals on Monday night. Yeah, I, I don't either. I'm I'm just kind of I'm dreading actually having to handicap this game because I just don't like it. I don't. Yeah, like they've it not been fun games to handicap. Nope. I, I, it's it's the way they play. Nothing about it's, it. It's my bias towards Matt Patricia. It's just really not been an enjoyable year to handicap the Patriots. And I am also going Amen. through um, a sort of like uh, not buyer's remorse, but every time I look at the Patriots, chime every week inevitably, like whether it's Action Network or or BetQL puts up like Belichick's record against the spread over 20 years of Brady and it just it's a it's a recognition that th- it was a, it was a flipping ATM machine and I just never I never quite bought into it I never was I wasn't betting a lot at that time wasn't accessible I didn't have a good bookie but it was I'm sure the numbers would have been different here in New England like of a local bookie but what they were able to do against the spread is never going to happen again and now it's like Belichick is a normal human being as, as Kyrie Thompson wrote He's a regular crocodile, not a super crocodile. He's compared to a dinosaur in his column yesterday on WEEI.com. So uh, I don't have faith in Bill. I, I, I think that I'll probably lean a little bit Arizona right now because Arizona's getting healthy. They're coming off the bye, and uh, Kyler Murray's a mobile quarterback, and they've done nothing to show me, and as a defense, they can slow down mobile quarterbacks. But they don't play until Monday. We have an entire four, week, week 14 slate to break down. We get West Coast games for the Bruins and Celtics. So a lot going on there. One other Massachusetts betting note, Chime, before we get out yep. uh, on this Wednesday morning. People were following yesterday uh, online, some of the people that were at the, the Mass Gaming Commissions. They're, they're meeting to um, grant licenses and going over the license approval process for the different people who applied. And first up yesterday was Penn National, which is obviously tied to Barstool Sports. And no surprise, but immediately there was pushback to Penn National because they're tied to Barstool. And what was ludicrous to me yesterday, Penn National has like an impeccable gaming record in multiple states, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, never an issue there. They brought up this New York Times article that, you know, detailed that, you know, Dave Portnoy uh, lost some money. He's like a, a, a early guy in his early 20s, lost money gambling. He promotes gambling and are trying to suggest that that is like some sort of troublesome hurdle for them and how they're going to talk about it privately behind the scenes. And it's just a reminder that, um, the Gaming Commission is going to drag this thing out. I don't know if this is so going to mean stupid. that they don't give Penn National license. Like, I had somebody tweet us yesterday and say, what are the odds they don't give a license? I think they're still long because Penn National means a lot to what's going to happen in the state. They have a racetrack right there in, in Plainville, Plain Ridge. Like, it's a huge 
moneymaker for the state. Barstools generate a lot of money uh, for this state over the years. Like, I have to imagine that cooler heads will prevail, and they'll realize, like, that article was super biased, and it was somebody who spent a year trying to find, you know, dirt on Dave Portnoy and found that, oh, my God, he lost money as a kid gambling. Guess what I did, too? Guess what a lot of us did no over the years? Um, and, like, that that's not something that I would suggest would stop somebody from granting a license. Like, we're going to go back and look at all the hedge fund managers who lost money and start pulling their licenses and say, oh, you lost a bunch of money when you were young making stupid trades? So I, just a reminder, I don't think it's going to mean that Penn doesn't get uh, a license here in the state, but it was like it, would, it wouldn't be so sad if it wasn't so predictable, Shime, that they had to grandstand and sort of rub Barstool's face in it because they don't that, that, that an older crowd does not like Barstool sports. So long-winded way of me saying I think they'll so eventually stupid. still get a license, but, but, but... <sighs> This is what you're dealing with. Just a reminder. Yeah, this is so dumb. Very dumb. Very dumb. Very dumb. Uh, I, I again, I suspect they'll still get a license. We're not going to be live betting in the state until January, at least. Not mobile betting till March, but you can uh, you know follow some of the different trade publications on Twitter to find the details there. But they brought up the New York Times article, which is sort of predictable uh, as the day is long by this uh, by the state by this gaming commission who has uh, dragged this thing on way too long. I know MGM Springfield is uh, meeting in front of the uh, committee today. And it's like one per day. They got to get up there and explain themselves. Like, oh, it just—it's annoying. It's dumb. We should should be betting right now. We're betting sometime early in 2023. Um, What else? Shime time. Uh, Good show today. What we do on the Greg Hill show this morning? What's the big talker? Uh, Well, Aaron Judge seems to be going back to the. um, Oh yeah, he's got a deal. Yeah, he's got a deal with the uh, the good old what are the the New York Yankees? So nine nine for three sixty. It looks like there. Pretty good. Pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah. So good for good for Aaron Judge. Uh, and, uh, that was a big talker today. Talked some Patriots uh, and had a nice uh, Millennials versus Boomer uh, discussion as well. It was great. Good day today. As we're talking, the Red Sox did make a move, Chris Schein. Breaking news. What? Uh, they signed a closer. Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox. Two-year deal, $32 million bucks. Okay. Legit closer. Okay. Wow. Does not move the needle at all for you. No. G- give me, like, sign Rafael Devers. Sign... Uh, Xander Bogarts, sign Carlos Correa, sign somebody of actual note to me, of actual worth. I don't care about a closer. I mean, he was five, he had 41 saves last year with an ERA of under four. Good for Struck him. out 85 and 64 innings. Yeah, he's, he's good. I'm glad. I'm glad, closer. Glad the, glad the Red Sox got a closer. Not what I'm looking for right now. Wow. So not, you're not going to celebrate this today? No. You're gonna get, get, you know? No, it doesn't even deserve a tweet. Wow. Not so for what me. would deserve it? Would Xander back deserve a tweet? Yep. Devers extension deserve a tweet? Yep. Trade for a starting pitcher deserve a tweet? Mm, probably. Depends on the starting pitcher, but probably. I'll give that a probably. Kelsey Jansen, no. Not nope. for you. Not for me. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review as the Red Sox get a closer. BetQL uh, Boston, of course, available on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and uh, over there on Apple Podcasts. We ask you to subscribe, rate, and review because that's all you can really do to help us. We do this thing five, six days a week during the football season. You can certainly help us by leaving a nice review. Five stars, little comment, huge, huge help, and by following us on Twitter at BetQLBoston. Uh, what else, Chris Scheim? How is the pr- training going for your run on Saturday? You feel ready to go? Yeah, I feel good. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Um, and uh, it's going to be a really fun event, too, on top of that. So, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I feel confident in my ability here. Uh, I went and did uh, another 5K yesterday uh, at the gym on the treadmill. You know, I know it's going to be a little different, but, uh, but I'm ready. I think I'm prepared. 
Anyone else running besides you in this thing? Or are you the only show uh, participant making a run? No, I believe uh, Courtney Cox will be participating oh, nice. as well. Um, Greg claims he might. I you know, I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. Um, but outside, you know, everybody everybody seems to be committed, which is nice. Like to hear it. All right, so we'll have our Thursday football preview tomorrow. Full podcast on Friday. Uh, and look forward to it. Excellent stuff out of you, Chris Scheim. Good luck with your Bruins tonight. Two and a half alternate puck line. The confidence that you have in this Bruins team is outrageous. We'll recap it all tomorrow morning. Thank you, buddy. Sounds good, Mutt. Can't wait.